I'm starting to think no one's actually born in Florida. Like, I don't think it's. I don't think Florida's a real place. <laughs> I think you just go down like so south, and then it just you enter into like the California of like the East Coast kind of vibe. Straight up, straight up. Because we just got back from. Uh, we played South Georgia over the weekend, and pretty much like an hour away from Jacksonville, Florida. So we're basically yeah. right there at the border. So I-95 south and north. We're seeing Florida license plates all over the place. And for me, dude. The amount of driving that I've done, um, I mean, I've you've done you know more states than I have, obviously with touring and whatnot uh, nationally. But like, when you're in certain states and you see certain license plates, you're just like, I'm gonna fucking keep my distance, dude. Like, if I see a Texas <laughs> license plate or a New York license or a New York or a Florida license plate, and we're like hundreds of miles away from those places, I'm like, oh, dude, I'm I'm keeping my distance. Yeah, dude, that's how I feel when I moved. So I grew up in Michigan, mm-hmm. and that that's where I and then I moved here to North Carolina about almost three years ago now which is crazy I know, dude, that's fucking insane well yeah we'll get into that whenever we met and everything too whenever you, yeah. you move down here but yeah michigan but, but when i first i mean don't get me wrong we're not great drivers in michigan but when i fucking got down can i curse on this is that yeah fine? oh is dude that, okay. absolutely okay when i got down <laughs> when i crossed the state border into north carolina for the first time i was like holy shit i'm gonna die like what's happening <laughs> It's, y'all are fucking crazy, man. Yeah, dude. Your driving is insane. Especially like, like in, uh, I'm biased because this is like the area that I'm from, but like Winston-Salem, like Greensboro area, like Winston-Salem specifically, dude, is like the worst. I don't understand it. Like I always feel like I'm going to die like whenever I drive through like 52 and 40 and stuff. And it's, I know everyone makes those kind of like, oh, our drivers suck, but I don't know, man. Like you're, I totally agree with you. Like I'm not, I'm totally, I'm not like offended. Like, oh yeah. Michigan, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you're totally right. Because on Dude. my, I, I took a trip to Colorado back in May and June. And my whole ride out there, I'm driving through, you know, Nashville, St. Louis, Kansas City, et cetera, Denver, whatever, all these big major cities. And I didn't really have any, like, traffic issues. And then on my way home, I get 20 some hours home. And then as soon as I cross from Virginia into, like, that top area of North Carolina, I'm like, oh my God, I, I just got in, like, a wreck. Like <laughs> this whole time, like I thought I was going to be unsafe in like Kansas city, but no, it's been no. here the whole time. It's just, yeah, dude, you're right in the fucking middle of it. Like the way I described it is whenever I get in a car in North Carolina, you got about a 50% chance of survival. Yeah, dude. And like, I've been in wrecks before. So like my, like my, like PTSD, whatever, you know, like my nervous system and shit is like flared the fuck up. Like anytime I see someone like inching out, like about yeah. to try to, risk it to cut somebody off or whatever so yeah dude it's it's the worst but i'm also a really like i drive like i'm 80 years old you know like i when i like to believe that when people see my car from a distance they're like there's got to be like a 90 year old woman like driving that (laughs) car and then they pass by and it's literally like the john mulaney bit where he's like it's just a 29 year old guy trying his best (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but uh but yeah dude you mentioned um i set my friends on fire like i had a couple notes here obviously that i wanted to get into but uh yeah I'll just kind of bounce through here. Um, so since you brought it up, whenever you said you moved down here from uh, from Michigan, you said going on like three years ago, did you move down here like during the pandemic or was it like right before? Or? It was right when it, everything started kind of letting up. Okay. Um, 20, I think it was 21. Yeah, because I met you in June of 21 whenever we okay. shot uh, the music video for Okay, yeah, Corners. so that was, yeah, that was like a month after I moved. Okay, so, so you were very, very fresh during like yeah. that. Okay, yeah, and so that's when things were starting to kind of like look not as bleak and dark anymore. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, yeah, what 
what brought you down here in the first place? Even though I, I kind of know the answer to that, but like yeah. for, for our, uh, our listeners out there. So I moved down here first and foremost because I wanted to get the fuck out of Michigan. Um, that bad, huh? Yeah, I'm yeah, not stoked. Not stoked on Michigan. Um, I'll always have a, like a soft spot in my heart for it because it's where I grew up. It's my, my family's still all there, but not for me, man. Just it's not for cold. you, like permanently and stuff. And Hell no. You just being around everything, and it's in a weird spot too. It's not really convenient to get to. No, it's really not. Um, but it's just I don't know. It's it's cold, ugly, depressing. Like it's just not my thing. Um, but I moved here because I joined. Uh, a band called Dear Desolate, which uh, you know. Yes. Um, over the well, year, over yeah, over quarantine, I was putting out. I was just every, like everyone else, bored at home. I was putting out these covers on YouTube. Like uh, I did one of the Kill by Thirty Seconds to Mars, and I mean I, I did everything: the guitar, I programmed the drum, bass, full band cover, and um. I uploaded it. I knew Squid, my roommate, who is my roommate now. Um, I knew Squid through mutual friends of touring, okay. but we never met in person. We were at a show at the same time once, and I saw him, but like we didn't say anything. Um, but so like we had each other on socials and everything, so like we knew each other, but like we didn't know each other. If that gotcha. You're still so like acquainted after- in some way, right? So then I, I posted that. Or I uploaded the video of the of the the kill. And he messaged me. He goes, "Hey, would you uh, would you be interested in singing for my band?" And I was like, Pfft. "I was like, well, I just kind of do this for fun. Like, I'm a guitar player first and foremost. You know, I've been right. playing guitar since I was eight. That's where I'm most comfortable. But since I started getting more involved in like songwriting and producing as a whole at home and stuff like that, like, I kind of got decent at singing." decent i'd say you're you're um, better than decent but whatever <laughs> um but it was still kind of like a shock to me that he was like yeah like you want to sing for our band and i was like i i don't think i'm like a singer i mean i'll send me some stuff and i'll see if i vibe with it had, you know had you like, never sang in a band before you you had only played guitar only guitar yeah yeah did you do yep. like backing vocals at least in any band or or uh, nothing vocals wise maybe because prior to that, the only band I toured with was I Set My Friends on Fire. And maybe I did some here and there, but it was nothing. Very too, out of your comfort ex- zone. Yeah, no, it was just stupid little stuff here I got and there. You. Um, but he sent me some stuff over and I was like, oh shit, this is actually really cool. And he gave me the whole uh, the pitch for the song Voyager, which is out and you can listen to it now. You it's certainly on can. Spotify. You watch the video. It's super flashy. It's super dope. Yeah. There's a lot of pretty colors in it. Oh yeah. A lot of um, orange, a lot of blue. Yep. Makes my ADHD but, very happy. Same. <laughs> he, um, he, he pitched me that song and he was like, we got this song with AJ from fire from the gods on it. And he was like, this song's going to be on octane, you know, like we got everything lined up for it. And I was like, Oh shit. Well, that's a huge selling point, you know, like pretty crazy. Um, so I was like, okay. He sent me the song. I put my rough vocals down on it, sent it to him. And he was like, yo, this is sick. Um, we want to get you down in North Carolina so we can actually meet in person. Meet, you know, I can meet the rest of the band. Just make sure, because, you know, if you can sing, that's one thing. But if you don't mesh together as people, then that's just never going to work. So he was like, we'll get you down here for a few, you know, weeks or so. Write some stuff, hang out with everyone, see how it goes. So I did that. Um, 
I was staying with Squid at the time and it went really well. They decided that they wanted me in the band and that's kind of where it all started. I did end up going back to Michigan. Um, it wasn't for that long, maybe only a couple months. And then Squid and Jeffy, who is Jeffy's my other roommate, he they were talking about moving in together and I was like, well, shit, let's just make this easier on Might all of well, us. I'm yeah. looking for some any excuse. Kind of yeah, exactly. I was looking for any excuse to get out of Michigan anyway. I had a bunch of money saved up from the stimulus checks and all that stuff. Yeah, we were yeah. Oh, COVID, God, you so actually like, saved yours, dude? I fucking, like... Dude, I still, like, my savings account is still pretty much why it is where it's at now is from all, like, the, the unemployment checks and stuff. Oh like, God. I saved it all. Like, yeah, yeah, I so uh, I was in doomsday mode, so I didn't I didn't save anything. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe the opposite of doomsday mode. I was an impulse, like fuck it, we're all gonna die. Like, I'm yeah. just gonna order DoorDash like every single day for the rest of my life, kind of shit. Yeah, well, I mean, I did do that too, and I spent like three grand on plugins. Oh yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like, yeah, let's just get me moved down there, make it easier on all of us. That way, we can actually, you know, not have to do everything remotely, and um found this house and i've been here like i said for the last like three years now hell yeah yeah because whenever i met you at um heirlooms music video shoot i just knew you as like oh this is the new vocalist you know right. what i mean like it was there was that was kind of the identity i didn't really know jimmy bennett the person you know what i mean right yeah um but yeah you're very multifaceted you've been all over the place man and uh so you sang in there and then a few other opportunities came up with squid and jimmy uh, or with uh, squid and jeffy Sorry, there's a lot of J's in my life, man. Like, it's it's tough for me. Um, but uh, they had been touring with From Ashes to New, and then you were involved with the From Ashes to Crew kind of, you know, that kind of circle. And then now, as of, I guess, earlier this year maybe, you've been yeah. uh, touring with them as their guitar, uh, I guess, additional guitar player um, yeah. as a touring member. So uh, how did it go from... How did that, you know what I mean? Like that just did, that That obviously, there wasn't just like a one plus one equals two kind of thing there. Like right. how did it kind of traverse from I'm around and I'm part of the crew and then now it's like, hey, we need somebody. Oh shit, you play guitar. Would you like to tour with Shinedown? You know what I mean? Like how does that get to that point? I mean, you say it's not all black and white like that, but that's kind of how it goes. It? <laughs> that's kind of how it went. Yeah. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that happened in between, but right. a lot of conversations um, and stuff, and yeah, and, and whatnot. So, after I moved here, there was like a month or so that went by, and there from Ashes to New was getting ready to leave for their first tour back after COVID, and it was with POD and uh, who was it? All Good Things and POD, I believe. Sick. Um, and Squid came to me. He was like, hey, we don't have a merch guy. Would you be interested in selling merch for, for Mashes to New? I was like, yeah, sure. I've Hell never yeah. I've never done merch before, but I was like, yeah, why not? Like, it, you know, another resume builder. And right, absolutely. Because yeah. Squid and Jeffy were leaving, you know, because they were both on that tour. And I was like, well, shit, I'm kind of like in a new place with I don't really know anyone. Yeah, and I'm might as well go alone. hang out. So might as well like, go yeah. get paid to hang out with the only people that I really know anyway. Yeah, so it was a no brainer for me. I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And a part of me was a little bit bummed um, just because every time that I've toured in the past. Now, this is I don't know if this is going to sound like selfish of me or I uh, you can say it, it's whatever. 
but I was kind of bummed that I wasn't doing anything like musically because every other tour I was either like um, monitor tech or uh, production managing or playing. And, you know, so I was like just be, a little bummed yeah, that just, I was you're like, okay, like a, I'm, I'm working a retail job a little bit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like not obviously not diminishing that, but like that's just kind of where your heart is, is in the for sure the, the music side of it. Uh, yeah. And once I started going, like once we got the tour going and everything, and I mean, it's honestly, it was a really fucking easy job. And, right. uh, the, I made a lot of money in tips, which I didn't know was a thing until I started working. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I did not know that it was so lucrative to sell fucking t-shirts at concerts, but yeah, uh, especially made, if you're friendly and smiling and talking to people for sure. Like, and you're kind of like a like, bartender, like they tip yeah, you, you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm, pretty easy to talk to. I can talk to most people. So it was, it was a very easy transition to kind of learn how to do it all. And their fans are all very receptive and they, they welcomed me because, you know, they're used to their old merch person and they kept asking me like, where are they at? Where are they at? And I was like, well, they don't tour with them anymore, but it's me. You got me now, but yeah, they were yeah. very welcoming and opening and whatever. Um, so like I said, it was an easy transition and um, I, fell in love with all those guys you know they're such good people and they and they that... made me feel very welcome what's up sorry was that the satellite tour yes that's sick so you're you're yeah. not only touring touring with pod but you're also touring with them on a very significant kind of cultural uh like there's probably a lot of people at, at those shows that maybe hadn't been to concerts and years and you know they they're probably out of high school or out of college everything have kids they're grown up and then they're like oh my favorite band from the year 2001 yeah touring my favorite album so i'm gonna go you know so i'm you're meeting a wide variety of people there sorry i didn't absolutely cut you off there i was just thinking like timing wise that's that's sick though yeah Um, no i mean it was uh there was definitely an interesting demographic at those shows you know we're bringing a lot of like the younger young-ish crowd comparatively to the pod fans you know what i mean yeah um but i mean they all seem to love it and it i think it did really well for the band um there was a lot of logistical things that didn't go right with that tour and um just that's how it goes but i mean ultimately you know yeah it was a good tour um but that kind of after that tour kind of solidified my role being the merch guy and um so i did probably another four tours just selling merch for them oh wow i didn't know um, you did that many just uh just selling merch it was i got all my laminates hanging up there so it, it was one two three four yeah four yep four tours i did selling merch um exclusively and basically if anyone isn't familiar with the band or I'm sure most, I don't know, whatever they, they should be because my second episode was, was with Jeffy. Jeffy. So like that was a pretty good introduction. Yeah. And that's still Um, the most listened to episode. So they, they better fucking know if they're showing up for part (laughs) two here, you know? Um, but for anyone that doesn't know the band, it consists of four members. They have a drummer, a guitar player and two singers. So to anyone that like is at one of their shows that doesn't know who they are, it's kind of odd, you know, like, okay, where's all this sound coming from? Because there's only like two people playing instruments and, you know, like there's a lot of things happening in their songs. So they've always tossed around the idea of like, 
adding a fifth element on stage just to kind of fill it out, like fill the lookout, fill the sound out, you know, a little fill bit. Fill the space, um, especially with some of the larger stages and stuff too. Exactly. And it, it always kind of was like a running joke, like, oh, like have Jimmy, have Jimmy just play guitar, have Jimmy do it. He, you know, he plays guitar, you know, like it was all just, like I said, it was all just jokes and, you know, we would laugh about it, but Squid kept pushing like no those. you should yeah he was him. like dude have him do it like you guys keep talking about this why not start now you know what i mean but right. like so it was all just talk like that and um then we got ready to do a tour with shinedown which was last year or earlier this year yeah and it was yeah it was earlier this year fuck this year it was april i think okay um that was shinedown three days grace from ashes to new yes and they were like, all right, well, you're not really going to have a job because on those bigger tours like that, like arenas and like amphitheaters. Live Nation is going to sell your merch for you. kind of Exactly. Right? Yeah, it's all venue sell. So I just would show up and then hand my shit off at the beginning of the day and then I wouldn't have anything to do. Yeah. So they're like, all right, well, you're not really going to have a job during the day. So they're like, we're going to have you play guitar. We're going to have you start playing and see how it goes. Is that how they said it? They were just like, they didn't like, would you like to play? They're like, we're going to have you play guitar. Just like, here's what, yeah. I mean, do. they, they knew that I was going to like be like, fuck yeah, of course. Hell I'm yeah, not going to say no yeah. to that. But yeah, they were just like, yeah, we want to, uh, we want to put you up there and see how everything goes. And so I was like, oh shit. Okay. Like my first tour, you know, with them is playing these like a hockey arenas arena somewhere yeah. in the middle of Pennsylvania or something. Yeah. Right. It was, um, well, what was really cool is the first show was in Michigan. Oh, um, so I bet like, that felt good. Yeah, it was cool. So all my family came out. Like a couple That's of my awesome. friends were there. Yeah, so it, it was cool. Like very wholesome. It, it was like a full circle moment. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Especially for me because, like, like I said, I've been playing guitar since I was eight. Yeah. And pretty much any kid that like grows up playing an instrument, like it's all it's our dream to like play arenas and you know do all the do the so like, do the, all the shit like do the thing yeah you know do the exactly. damn thing and so it was it was pretty cool that my first arena that i ever played was in front of my family my parents my friends so yeah that's that so sweet cool. and it's just like mama i made it kind of shit you know what i mean yeah like, yeah no it was, it was cool it was a good moment um regardless of the fact that it was the first show and not just with me, but like the first show of the tour. So there was a lot of hiccups that happened. Oh, of course. You're still um, trying to work out know, the they, kinks of like playing I, those size of arena or yeah. Venues. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. You know, I was definitely not as loose as I was throughout like the rest of the tour. Cause I was like, Holy shit. Right, there, you're trying you know, to process like everyone. Yeah. Like you feel like you're in like a, you don't feel like you're playing a show. You feel like you're like in a fever dream or like you're on like a game show or like you're yeah, like American Idol or something. You well, know what I what mean? What was what was crazy is that like that that first day was the one of the most hectic days of my life because first day in the arena, they've done arena tours in the past, but like, you know, it's still it was a while since they've done it and we got there and it was just we had the biggest production that we've ever had so far everyone was hands-on i mean the band was building video walls you know helping everyone out and like it was just a it was kind of a clusterfuck for the whole tour first day you know trying to mm -hmm. work out the kinks and so it was like we got there not to mention that we left our rehearsal space at like three in the morning after loading our trailer 
and getting there for like a 10 a.m. load in, you know, so it, it was it was just go, 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 go since the minute we got there. And from the minute we dropped the trailer to when our intro was rolling felt like five minutes. You know what I mean? Wow. So it was just like the most crazy. Like I and feel like sleep I'm deprived too. So you're like sleep hallucinating. deprived. <laughs> fucking my nerves are going through the roof. Yeah. So it Your was whole just nervous like system so is just like many, what the fuck. So many like ranges of emotion that were happening all at once throughout the course of that day, mm-hmm. and I it was just like the, when I got up there and I walked out, and like everything almost like it's like time stopped. Yeah. Almost. You know what I mean? And it's a, it was very surreal. Um, For sure, but, dude. Yeah, because it, like, it was... E- even uh, the other night, this, uh, whenever I did that guest part for Three Days Grace, I had people... I saw that. that. I had people that were like, oh my God, like, were you nervous? And I was like, I was more nervous about, like, parking and, like, making sure <laughs> yeah, that I right, was in the yeah. right place and, like, well, yeah. here's where I'm supposed to stand. But at the actual performing aspect, like, once that moment arrives, like, that part of your brain, you know, same same thing that you were just saying with that uh, on that tour. Like, as soon as it starts, you're good. But like, while you're sound checking or while this, oh fuck, we our power is dead or this or this happens, and then in your brain you're like, well, now the show's not gonna happen. Like, I have a tendency to like catastrophize all that kind of shit. Like, just like, well, fuck, like we're we're gonna lose. Everyone's gonna boo us off stage. We're gonna break up. I'm gonna, you know, what I mean, yeah, like, it's a slippery slope. But it yeah, really all, is. All, all that to say, like, so you did that tour. Um, was what like a month or so yeah yeah about a month cool yeah and um that's when in that tour did you find like your muscle memory like when did it start to click like that it's like this is what i'm doing for the next few weeks kind of thing like um it didn't take that long um it was a it was a process you know getting because like when i went in there they all have their very like specific stage outfits and everything and they have like a, a theme that they're kind of like going the with and, and everything the black paint um danny was wearing his vest at the time and so like it was a big thing making sure that i had you know a fit that co- like was cohesive with everyone else's right. and so i was still like zeroing in on that as a tour was happening i mean i was up there and just excuse me it was just uh a cutoff shirt and you know like joggers like jeans and shit you know like right and like Jordans, but, um, then they like gave me the paint and then I was like, okay, then it's crazy. Like how that just putting that paint on kind of like puts you in a different mentality. It's like Like, like you're like covered in tattoos or something. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, I'm getting put in character. Yeah. It's like you're in a play or like you're in a movie. Right. So like that kind of larger than life kind of thing in front of tens of thousands of people. Exactly. And that that definitely added to my confidence and everything and kind of got me in the in the groove of everything. I probably like took a week or two, a week? like at at most before I really was like, all right, cool. Like, like, this sh- is- like maybe like show four or five. You're like, yeah. all right, this is pretty cool. Yeah. I can get used to this. I did have I was having major issues with my my in-ears on that tour. I remember um, just our we didn't like our the rack wasn't rigged up like the right way um so was it while during the set you're like i can't fucking hear what i'm what's going on yeah and and my old ears i ended up getting a pair of uh jh audios which are fucking phenomenal but i had uh it's this pair like 500 dollars pair they're alien ears they're custom molded but i got them done like six years ago oh and they sound like shit but they didn't seal very well and 
most of you I'm that are listening, I'm assuming haven't played arenas, but like when you're up there, like on stage, the sound travels to the back wall and then comes back right like a solid one to two seconds later so it's like it's physically impossible to stay on time without like something in having it locked in yeah yeah um and so i was battling with that for like half the tour because like my my pack kept cutting in and out i was getting crazy drops and we're on the 75 foot long catwalk stage i was gonna say yeah the catwalk like in the middle of the crowd you got people like all around you kind on of thing. all sides of you which i thought was really cool like right. I, I loved every second of that um it was another thing that i had to get used to you know because like i'm just used to stages like going just a like horizontal this. stage right. left and right moving, and that's moving it. left and right that's it but um and that took us all a little bit of time to like because we described it like our first couple shows we were up there just like wandering cats yeah you know like we were just kind of walking around wherever yeah. we could fit looking and, for food um yeah but we uh we figured all that out but i mean we're being that far away from our our rack and the helical i was getting like crazy drops and i have two specific parts in that set where it's just me and a click oh like, no okay and so there was a couple times where i'm playing and then the click goes out i'm like trying to tap my foot to stay in time as best as i can and it's like and the thing of know, it is is like 90 per 95 per people at that uh, 95% people at that show maybe 99% have no clue if you mess up but like to you you're like oh god they're all looking at me you know right. like just, just keep smiling kind of thing because a lot of these shows that you'll kill it and not even realize you killed it because in the whole time your brain's just like fuck fuck my my equipment keeps fucking up or whatever yeah you look at videos and you're like I sound great like I don't know what what was going on but yeah no I'm you sure definitely that, do get the wrapped nerves up in are your head. heightened to a like intense like movie level of uh of nerves there for for that kind of stage. Yeah, and it was at first, and then I I'm 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 more comfortable playing on stage than I am talking to you right now. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not nervous right, right now, right. but like, it's just like that's where I'm at home. I, that's where yeah. I'm most comfortable. Like, that's where I'm the most confident is because I know I'm good at that at risk of sounding like a cocky douchebag. Right no, no, now. no. Like, I feel the same way. Like, I can go perform to 5,000 people and be like, yeah, but if people are trying to talk to me afterwards, like, I can I can keep a conversation, but if it's, like, a lot of noise, like, I'm just fucking autistic, dude. Like, I just, like, same, I'm just very, o- like, overwhelming, like, like i don't know how to describe it like my brain's trying to just it's like in man of steel with superman where he's like eight years old in the class and like he can like hear everyone's thoughts and shit it's just like too over overwhelming you know yeah no so yeah i I feel the same yep but uh so you mentioned i set my friends on fire so um definitely wanted to get to that how did you join them because that was obviously way before this that was your previous experience um did you join them in like 2017 or 18 or something I think it was 2018. Um, I was a 19 year old kid, uh, fresh out of high school. And I was friends with this one guy named Angelo. He was, he was like the mutual friend that like introduced me to them. They, uh, I set my friends on fire was borrowing his trailer for a tour. Cause he owned a trailer at the time and they were borrowing his trailer. I was, I stayed at his house 
pretty frequently um because him and i were like we're writing music together pretty extensively um and i was crashing at his house for the weekend and he was like hey the, i got this band coming through um they have the off day tomorrow they, they're traveling up to canada so they're just gonna crash at my house for tonight and you know they're gonna leave tomorrow morning or like tomorrow sometime i was like okay cool yeah so they got to the house and we just became solid friends just you know just hanging out it was just hanging out having a good time drinking not drinking i was underage we were just drinking soda pops yeah yeah water (laughs) Um, water yeah yeah um but no we were just having a good time and i they left and i just stayed really good friends with all of them um formed a really good relationship with those guys and uh they kept offering me they're like hey we want to take you out on tour because they saw my interest they saw i was young and eager you know they're like hey like we want to help you out we want to give you this shot so they oh wait i did lie so i did technically do merch for them my oh first before with before them. playing yeah this is a running theme for me I'm yeah i was gonna realize. say it seems <laughs> it seems like you find yourself a lot and like well i know how to do this but then you get thrown into the wolves of like well you're gonna figure out how to do all of it you know what i mean yeah um yeah, I just now remembered that. So That's they, funny. well, they offered me to go out on a couple tours and me being young and I was nervous about it. I was like, I turned them down like twice on two tours. I was like, no, nah, I'm just like, you know, I'm not ready for it. Like it's just, you know, being yeah. very, yeah. Um, But then I remember one day I was sitting at my house and so, like a bunch of time passed and I wasn't doing anything really with my life. Like. I was out of high school. I wasn't going to college. I was like, what the fuck? Kind of spinning in the same spot. I'm doing like, I've kind of at this point decided I was going to make music. Yeah. And I decided I was going to make music my career, like in some way, shape or form. So I was like, why the fuck did I turn them down twice? You know, I was like, what am I doing? And I reached out to Nate was there, who was their guitar player at the time. And I was like, Hey man, is there, still an offer on the table for me to come out. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's get you going. Um, so a couple months passed and I went on that tour with them and, uh, it was a fucking blast. Like I, I had no responsibilities in the world. You know, I had $20 in my pocket, but it was the best time I've ever had in my life. You know, like it was, I was seeing things for the first time, getting to travel, do all this stuff. So it was, it just opened my eyes to like that whole world and, um, did that tour. We got back and, we were leaving for the second leg of the tour, like two months later and like two weeks before that tour started, I was at work and, um, Nate hit me up. He goes, Hey, Hector, who was their other guitar player. He was like, Hector's doing his other thing. His, you know, he's leaving for a tour with other band. Can you learn these songs and play guitar for us on this tour? I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah let's go. So, um, I learned the entire album front to back in like three days <laughs> Wow. and, uh, I did the tour with them and it was, I just started playing with them ever since. And then we went to Europe, which was fucking incredible. Um, I did not know you did that time in Europe, but wow. the first time was, that was 2019. Um, might've been the end of 2018. I don't remember, but, um, yeah, again, I was 20 years old and with no money to my name and just, but it was totally on, worth it. Uh, oh my God. Like it was the best experience I've had in my life. Like you feel like you're um, at like summer camp or something like that. Like, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was, it was tough at times. We were, we we're touring in a sprinter. Uh, we had a driver thankfully, which is nice. But, um, a lot of the times uh, 
like the band doesn't make a whole lot of money so we're a lot of it it's very diy um yeah the the screamo stuff you know it's not like country music yeah, it's not generating yeah the same it's income. not it's not luxurious whatsoever right. so i mean i was sleeping on a lot of hardwood floors but oh, the yeah. good thing about europe is all those fans they're they're i'm not saying the u.s fans aren't great because you are but, but better europe is better so, there's something different about it, man. Like they're very just like, it's like that Southern hospitality thing, but like over there, but it's you know not what like, I mean? and, well, I'll pray for you. Bless your heart. It's like actual right. hospitality. Yeah. And so like, we just have people like, yo, come crash at our house, you know, tonight, you guys don't have a place to go. Like you guys like, we'll make something work. They're like, I'll sleep out on my, I'll sleep in my car. Like that way you guys can have a bed, like wow, all this stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was so fun, and I did not give a shit that I was sleeping. I, you know, I did multiple nights on hardwood floors. Yeah, and, you're just but, like, dude, I'm in you know Germany or France or wherever. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, have I was heard, just happy to be there. Uh, yeah, for sure. And like, it's a completely different culture in terms of like food and uh, just lifestyle. Like McDonald's over there is like fancy. Like it actually is like, like it tastes good. <laughs> it's no joke. I wouldn't say it tastes better. Um, it's like quality but, better. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, but I do remember specifically in Austria um, where we were staying, we were like right across the street from a McDonald's and they had, I'm not vegan um, or veg or anything, but they had this vegan, uh, uh, what's it? The McChicken. Oh, nice. That's the sandwich, right? Yeah. Yeah. They had a vegan McChicken. And dude, let me fucking tell you, that was the best McChicken I've had in my life. We went like four times in one day just oh, man. You know, I, to go get it. I cannot wait to try like European McDonald's. And I'm sure that uh, like a lot of people over there are so because they don't they don't have the same uh, like U.S. bands don't come out there as as often, you know, because it's not as as frequent. It's very inconvenient to like get across. And it's expensive there. as shit. Very expensive to fucking get all your shit out there. But I've I've also heard from uh, friends of mine and you know podcasts that I've listened to of like touring bands that German fans are really nice, but they're also really like honest with you. Like they'll tell you if you sucked, but they'll still like buy your merch. Is that a yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is one hundred percent a thing. So <laughs> we. The way that this tour happened, and I'll get back to this in a second. Like, I'll tie it all in. But so we took, we brought a band from Germany to the States for the first time for our tour. So it was our headliner. They were our direct support. Okay. They're called Anna's Okay. Such great guys. I love those guys to death. Um, and so we brought them to the States for the first time, and they brought us to Europe for the first time. Well, not the first time, but they like brought for, us like for, brought you. Yeah, I get what yeah, you're they brought us over there. It was their headliner. And if you ask me, we got way we got the better end of the deal. Um, More people because they're they're actually massive in Germany. I mean, we were selling like those shows were 1000, 2000 cap rooms wow. sold out. Yeah. Um, so there are big shows, um, and they are. <laughs> I'm gonna talk shit on us for a little second. Everyone knows that uh, you know, Ismfoff is very nostalgic. We're not known for being the most solid 
uh, musicians or, you know, just as a band as a whole, but the, it's for like the nostalgia. Yeah. Like they just like coming to have a good time feeling like they're fucking, you know, Warped tour 2008 kind exactly. of shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Anna's okay. On the other hand are very good musicians. They're very tight, very good music. And so they're so right they're, before them. Yeah. We were, we were the direct support for them. And it, it's just a fucking complete, 360 you know of of what we were compared to like what they are and um don't get me wrong their fans were very 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 friendly and they were super you know they're all about it but yeah but there you know there are times like you could see some faces in the crowd they're like like, what show am i at right now yeah yeah um but not like so in that you say the song is called you know like (laughs) (laughs) yeah in that aspect, you know, like you are right. There is a lot of times like we were doing, I hated this, but Nate, our guitar player, he was like, we just press CDs for, at that time. And he was like, dude, let's go to go out, do the warp tour thing. We're just trying to make any money that we could out oh, there. Like because pass them out to people, pass them out. Like, Hey, like five, if you have five bucks, you can have the CD type shit. Right. I like refused to do it, which actually caused like a big argument and a fight between me and Nate. Um, but like everyone else knew too, they they all kind of stood up for me, and they're like, "We if they're not gonna buy it's it, kind of dated, gonna buy yeah. It. Like, yeah, it's it, like I don't get wanna... I get wanting to put yourself out there, obviously for sure. But like um, maybe that's a different method. Yeah, and you just you don't want to put bad taste in people's mouths. Like you don't want to seem too pushy, but right. So they're like, no one was buying those CDs. You know, they're just like, nah, we're good. You know, yeah. like it's like I'll like, look shit, it like... up online. Like yeah, um, but on the other hand. Back then, you know, no one knew who I was in in that band. You know, I was like still like the new guy, and I'm like Matt, our singer, is pretty much the he's the face of I said my friends of fire. He is the band. Um, it's like his kind of par- project, pretty much. Yeah, so it's it's his he it's it was him and Nabil who f- uh, formed the band back in two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Um, Nabil isn't in the band anymore, but so Matt is, like I said, he is the entire band. We are, we're technically like hired guns, um, but we're like official members, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, is kind of a good spot to be in. Cause you're just like, all right, just tell me when to show up. Exactly. Like, you don't yeah. have to deal with a lot of the like, Hey guys, what should we do about the, like all the headache stuff? You're just like, when For are we, sure, yeah. when do we, when do you need me to play? Okay. I'll be there. And that's exactly how it was. Right. Um, but no one know no no one knew who I was. Like, you know, it was just there's this kid, you know, playing guitar, whatever, cool. But we went over to Europe and like they do their homework. They, they like look they, at your whole background. <laughs> they look you up, they know who you are, they know who you've dated, oh they my know gosh. like almost to a point where it's like this is kind of creepy. Did you find but, like, this? like I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, like Wikipedia there. is fucking nuts over there, I guess. Jesus, man. Um, but no, it was it was very cool though because like they genuinely care like all creepiness aside, like like they want to know like they, they want to get to know you and like it's not like oh yeah man nice set they're like they actually yeah. want to like talk to you after the show and like like show you around their city and stuff like that so it was it was very cool and very welcoming like i still have so many friends that i i i you know i th- think that we're very st- like close friends to this day um just fans that i met over there who like we one, still talk one time or 
something. Yeah, just one time, you know, one show, or there's a couple, a uh, couple fans that came out a couple different times, you know, like multiple shows, and, um, but yeah, just like we met that one time at that one show, and like we're like great friends still to this day. Love to um, see it. Yeah, so no, it was a very cool experience, and not a lot of. You don't really get that same thing here, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, here there's more of like kind of like, yeah, good set. I'll see you next time. Like, you hate to say it, but like kind of clout chaser yeah. vibe. It's just like, different, you know, different culture. For if real. they don't know you and they don't really fuck with your band or anything, they're not going to give a shit. But yeah. like a lot of those, most of those people over there didn't know who the fuck we were. But, and even if they didn't like our music, they're like, that like you guys are social really... psychology of wanting yeah. to like keep your arms crossed and be a cool guy that just doesn't really exist. You either like exactly. it or you don't like it, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I've heard whenever bands go to Japan, sometimes that uh, people will, like meet them at the plane. Like you're a rock star in in some yeah, of these countries. I've heard that too. I still haven't done Japan, and that's 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 on in Australia. List, dude. Yeah, Japan and Australia is on my list that I still need For to hit sure. that I haven't yet. Um, so we were supposed to play Russia on that tour. Oh my god! Um, and this is a whole story within itself. Um, we were supposed to play Russia at the end, and we were over there for like two months. We did like two weeks in the UK, and then Holy everything shit. else was like Midland Europe. We did uh, Switzerland, Austria, Germany, France. We were supposed to do Italy, but those canceled. I think we did Belgium. Was that during uh, like the festival stuff too? Did you do? No, any this of those? was in the, over the winter. Oh fuck! Um, okay. Yeah, this was like October, November. Um, so like fall, winter. Um, we did like the Czech Republic, which was fucking cool. Prague yeah, is I bet, one dude. of my favorite places that I've been to. I've heard Prague is sick. Um, but we were supposed to do Russia at the end, but I, I, dude, we were at. I don't remember what it, I think we were at like JFK, right? Like flying out to start the tour. We're like rolling t-shirts, like rolling our merch and shit into this big ass like hockey bag to take over there. Right. And like, we're just doing everything super like, just like meticulous. Fuck. Just let's yeah, go. But, but yeah, um, we're like trying to get everything ready. We're taping like guitar cases together. So it only counts as one check oh, bag yeah. type thing. Like we taped three together. It's at one, one point. giant it's, yeah. piece of yeah, luggage. Yeah, it, it was fucking stupid. But we're doing all this stuff. And Nate, he was kind of like dealing with all the, the logistics, finances. He was like kind of like the – he was the TM and kind of the day-to-day guy, you know. Right. So he was making sure all of our passports were good, you know, making sure we're all checked into our flights and everything. And he walks into the room. He goes, Matt. He was like, dude, your Russian visa expired. And he's like, oh, really? Man. Like, so we had to, we landed, and there's also a sub part of this story that, <laughs> it, dude, this goes so deep. So, I mean, you um, spill it, dude. I'm here for it. But we land in Europe, and we're, like, trying to find, you know, anywhere where we can get a new visa for him, like a short term, just because you need a work visa to to do, you know, because you're, wor- you're like, I'm overseas. We're working, we're, working yeah. we're making money. Yeah, like you have to have a work visa. And Russia is very meticulous about that kind of stuff. Right. Um, Like we had to go to New York City and like pick mine up from this special like bureau or whatever. I don't really remember, but specific um, office that you have to. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um. But we couldn't find any places that would get him one in time, so we had to cancel. But my dad 
is very um, involved in like Russian culture, and he has a lot of friends, like online friends that he um, in Russia, mm-hmm. and like he teaches them English, they teach him Russian, that kind of thing. Um, it's like a very weird, random thing that he got himself into, but um, he was like, he's always wanted to go. And he was like, dude, my kid's playing fucking Russia. Like, I'm going to make a trip out of it. I'm going to fly to Russia, see you play. Oh, so I can see you. Wow. And and Izumfov is massive in Russia. Like, the last time they were there, I wasn't there with them. But the last time they were there, they had people, like, chasing their car, like, oh, their, my, their like Uber and everything. Oh, my, yeah. like, please let me yeah, meet like, you at your hotel. Like, yeah, me, like, following to, yeah, exactly. Follow them to the hotel. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. Um, I get, I think one dude got like their, their Uber driver, like ran someone over, like oh it was God. fucking crazy. Um, but so we had to cancel those shows and I was so fucking bummed because I was like, dude, like I get to meet my dad my over there. Dad you was going like, to come out. Yeah. Yeah. He still ended up going because he was like, I already have this already trip have, planned. Yeah. I'm still going to go and see my friends and everything and make a trip out of it. And he ended up going to the venue that we were supposed to play and they had all of our posters all up everywhere. And he kept telling everyone there like, yeah, my kids and I set my friends on fire. He's supposed to play it. And they, I guess they're all like freaking out. Like your kids in that band. Oh all my that? God. No you know him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like they thought it was like super cool. He like FaceTime me like when he was with a couple of those people wow. from the bar. He's everything. having his yeah. rock star moment over there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was, it was pretty cool for him. That's dope. Um, but yeah, so that happened, which was a bummer. Um, but by the end of that tour, we were all so shot. Like it was probably honestly for the best because like, I don't know if we could have done another week over there. You right. Know, yeah, like, I can't imagine just, being there for two months. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, it was very taxing on the body, on the soul, on the mind. So. Yeah, because your your clock is completely fucked up too. You're like yeah. 12 yeah. hours ahead or something like that. Um, But <laughs> back to the whole like, uh, visa yeah debacle what's, so what's going on there we didn't have our visas secured for europe and the uk as a whole um until literally the minute we landed in uh dublin so we flew from jfk to dublin ireland mm-hmm. and we took off nate like sent out the like the finalization whatever like, like here's as the wi-fi these, is going off you're like yeah, fuck, for, fuck, fuck, fuck. yeah. <laughs> for these he sent it off and he was like we're gonna fucking pray that we get this because we would have gotten arrested if we didn't have them because we weren't legally allowed to be there holy shit <laughs> yeah dude it was fucking crazy that's a ri- that's some rock star shit right there you're like we're either gonna go play a bunch of shows or we're gonna get arrested in ireland yeah so we're like on this flight like what the fuck is going to happen in like six hours when we land? Can't relax. Can't even like take a no, nap or anything. nothing. And I guess we were on these super sketchy flights that were like kept crashing that year. Like the specific plane that kept crashing. Of course. Cra- yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah just like, add that to it. If if you want to know like how Ismfoff operates, this is exactly how it does. It's like, on brand. My, yeah, yeah. This is very on par. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, we landed and Nate turns, you know, airplane mode off and he's like, he, we just heard this massive sigh of relief. He's like, oh, we're good. We got it. Like, oh whatever. So we did one show in Dublin, and then we flew to London the next day. And we ended up sneaking in to the country accidentally. 
Um, we, <laughs> How does that yeah, work? We, dude, I don't fucking know. We got off the plane and we completely just skipped customs. We ended up like just back walk- where like arrivals happened. We just walked through the wrong door. You just got lost and ended up we got sneaking. Lost like, and the, you weren't trying we were to sneak. There. You just got lost and then you ended up just like, I think we're good. All right, we're out yeah. of the woods. But then we were like, where's our bags? We want to have baggage claim. Like we were where you get, you know, like at arrivals. Right. So we were like, where's our shit so we had to go to we had to like talk to one of the guys at the at the airport We're like hey so um we accidentally just like smuggled into your country and our bags are at baggage claim can you like grab those for us and they were so pissed at us like they kept us there for like two hours oh my god yeah it was like it was a shit show um we didn't really get in any trouble thankfully but yeah they were not happy with us i don't we got we got our stuff i don't know why that you just invented a new life goal for me where it's like i want to piss off a irish like airport worker now like i don't know i can tell you it's not a great time, it's not a so it's I, not worth it but i don't know why I you can, saying yeah, that i was I like that's a funny scenario to me for some reason but yeah, how did you guys end just, up getting your shit though they literally brought it out on a cart because they were talking like we're gonna have to like escort you guys through you know back to like where customs is so you guys can go through and everything and but they didn't make us do that they just oh, like okay. went to baggage claim they because we were there for so long, it was like our bags ended up at like the lost and found. Like that was okay. That so was, like that was your punishment kind of thing was just waiting. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but they we just like gave them our names and they were able to identify like the luggage just based off the name and they brought it all to us on this huge cart. But that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So then from there, rest of the tour, same you know smooth smooth sailing. Other than the the Russia yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, everything else is super awesome. Um, it, it was, like I said, the best time of my life. I had no responsibilities, not a dollar to my name. I know I keep saying that, but it's, no, I love like, it, dude. So that's true. how that's like, how I felt on our little like week long southeast run with discoveries back in February. Like I was super broke the whole time, but I was like, I'm out here with my friends, and like that yeah. was the uh, first like tour that I've done, even though it's just like a little uh, week and a half or so, but the last night of that tour where everybody's like saying bye to each other. And then you have that thing hit you where like, Oh, I'm not going to see you tomorrow. Like I, I, everyone's like crying and shit. Like, Oh fuck dude. Like this is, I get it now. Like this is real. (laughs) I cry. I cried on the last day of that tour actually. Um, and I normally don't like, you know, like you get emotional, but it's, it never has gotten here or there, but like actually like full on. Yeah. No, I was like crying hysterically. Um, because prior to that tour, we did, the the u.s tour with the band that we were touring with over there you know and so like we just became so close like you know we were all such good friends like we were brothers you know and we've only known life to be with each other for like the last three months and um i wasn't ready for reality to sink back in because i knew i was flying back home i had to go back to work and all this stuff and i was like i fucking bawled my eyes out like a little bitch yeah dude um but yeah, no, it was an emotional moment. You don't moment. expect it either, and it's just it's been in there in like your soul and your chest, waiting to come out, and then finally it's like here it is, dude. It hit, it came so fast. Um, that's what she said. But yeah, I was no, gonna like say it. Could, couldn't be me, bro. I, I t- <laughs> yeah. I've taken too many antidepressants for that shit. I can't even can't even keep <laughs> a boner. God damn it. <laughs> hey, hey, Godspeed, bro. Godspeed, man. No, that won't um, work either. Sorry, I've tried that. <laughs> but yeah. God. Yeah, no, there there are a lot of good memories on that tour, dude. I got more fucking stories on that. We we almost got fucking robbed by like this nine year old kid. <laughs> what, dude? This so a this nine-year-old. isn't 
right. <laughs> this is in Switzerland. Oh, okay, um, never mind. Switzerland or no, this was in Austria. So they have a massive like trial or child drug trafficking problem. So like, holy, they shit. have like, dude, like these kids from such young ages, like they get wrapped up in like selling all these drugs. Like, it, like it's it's crazy. Like shit. No, it's exactly what it was. So we were playing the show and me, our, our tour manager, Jesse at the time and uh, Chris, our drummer, we were just like standing outside smoking and this kid comes up. He goes, hey, you guys want ecstasy? And we're like, nah, we're good. Like, thanks, buddy. But like, isn't it past your bedtime? Yeah. Like, that's that's what Jesse said. And oh, he's, shit. He's, <laughs> you shouldn't very, have said that. He's going to nah, rob you now. Yeah, nah, <laughs> Jesse is a very sassy individual. And um, yeah, he was like, isn't it like past your bedtime? Like, where's your parents? And then the kid was like, the fuck you say to me, little punk and all this stuff. And he like squared up to us. And we're like six deep in this circle, you know, like, like oh my God. And we're like, yo, this little nine year old's fucking squaring up to us. Like what? So is this about to walks, happen? <laughs> he walks away, but there's a bridge like 50 yards to our left. And there's like a little gang underneath the bridge. And like that, so that that's where, that's where they like met up at. That's where they, like all the kids would meet there with like the main dude. He would like give them all the drugs and then they'd go off, sell the drugs, come back to him, resupply. And so, so that's, he was right there. So he went back to talk to his boy. He called his other boy and then they came up to us and they were like like nine. Or are no, they, no, no, no. are they, they, they are they actually, like, I just imagine like a group of nine year olds on their bike. That's like, fucking like stepbrothers that's like eat that fucking white dog shit right now <laughs> like, i would not i would not be telling this story if, if a bunch of fucking nine-year-olds rolled up on their fucking like huffy bikes, bikes just like yeah they're huffy the like, i was like yeah. where is this going <laughs> but all right, all right no like these it. were like grown-ass men like don't fuck with type shit you oh know my God. and they like they they walked up to us they didn't say nothing but they kept like mad dogging us and we're just like oh fuck like what did we get ourselves into like you know this is crazy i said that comment man no yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they, they didn't they didn't do anything thankfully but it, the story ends very anticlimactically but yeah no it was just like the most bizarre thing it's like did we really just get offered ecstasy by this nine-year-old then he like squared up to us and then like did we almost just get fucking like did like, we almost what? just die in like yeah. austria you know i don't know like what their gun laws are there like how that all works right. but i was like i i did not stick around long enough to find out like For once sure. i saw them kind of circling we just like walked back inside we're like all right we're gonna we told uh we told our our driver at the time like we woke him up and we're like hey you have to come to the van and like stay in the van because like they know that this is ours and we They're, can't like yeah. risk any yeah um <sighs> but yeah that was a fucking that was a weird time. Good God, man. Yeah, so yeah. then after that, like, after you have all these just crazy things and then you go back to just reality as a just U.S. civilian, just I'm going to go to work, and then people are telling, you know, you go to your regular job and people are telling you some funny story at work and you're like, oh, that's funny. I, uh, <laughs> like. Yeah, right, yeah. Watch this. Yeah, Hold like, my I was beer. in Austria <laughs> and, like, you know. The, you know, the, the airport in, in Dublin, like, hates me and, like, this and this. But, you know, I'm sh- I'm sure traffic was tough on the way here, you know? <laughs> like Yeah, right. I uh, I had a video on Pornhub from that tour go up. You, a video from – of what? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I – there was a video of me from that tour that ended up on Pornhub. <laughs> um, like, just of you playing? No. So I got – 
so Jesse, who I was, I just mentioned, um, we were at a truck stop one day and there was like an adult store attached to it. Okay. So he goes inside and he buys me this, it's the elephant cock sock oh, is what yeah. it was called. <laughs> so it was this like G string thong type thing that you just put your dick in the trunk of this elephant. And he was like, dude, I bought you this. So like, can you put it on? I was like, dude, I'm not fucking putting that on. Like no shot that like, yeah, you know, like I don't no. know who you think this is or like what content you're trying to get out of me, but it's not going to happen. So like two weeks go by and we're in Switzerland at this poor dude's house. And he was, a, he was a trooper. I love this guy, but we were at his house and I was fucking shit faced. Like I was like probably top three drunkest I've ever been in my life. And I was like, Get the fucking cocks off. Yeah, let's I'm fucking it on. Yeah, it I was, dude, I was blackout. And Chris, our uh, our drummer, who I was telling you about earlier in the uh, podcast, he does content and everything. So he had his camera and he was like, can I film it? I was like, yeah, Chris, get your camera out. Let's go. So let's do it. He, he filmed me. I was in the bathroom. I was I was trying to get hard for like 10 minutes to like put my dick in this thing and it Been wasn't there. working. So I was like, I'm putting this thing in flaccid, you know, like whatever. So I walk out and I'm like helicoptering. He like got this super tight close shot of me like helicoptering my dick. And then he put like, you know, like a kaleidoscope. Right. He put a kaleidoscope effect on it and he like slow mode it and he put elephant noises on it. It was fucking crazy. I wish I still had that video, but... And yeah. That ended up on Pornhub? It ended up on Pornhub um, from one of our guys. I don't remember who it was, but someone put it up. And uh, it was up for, it was called Junk in the Trunk. And Very easy to find, I'm sure. Yeah, um, but it like got taken down years ago. I was so upset. And I don't know if that video still exists, but if anyone has it, I would love to see it. <laughs> we, uh, we put our very first single that we ever released on Pornhub in like 2019. Yeah, how'd that go? Uh I like titled it like hot single gets finger blasted by seven. Like I <laughs> like, you know, cause it's like seven string guitar or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think Pornhub came up with a thing like after that, where you had to like verify your identity if you wanted to upload anything. So I think your video and our, our song are just mm. nowhere to be found now. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Cause I think there was a lot of like, you know, like revenge stuff on there and, you know, just stupid oh, shit. Yeah. People yeah, unauthorized no, uploading shit that they shouldn't, shouldn't do. But did your uh, did your video get any traction on it or I don't think it got anything and also like <laughs> I searched the title but you had to go like seven pages deep before it popped <laughs> yeah. up and there's a how lot long, of there's a lot of thumbnails in there where I'm like uh I, I just I was just trying to do like a funny little bit here and this is kind of yeah. ruined my night you're just like, sitting there like for 20 minutes scrolling through these no I promise pages. no why are you on page six well I'm looking for the right <laughs> one no that's not what I mean I mean <laughs> I mean I'm looking for mine no 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 <laughs> no I promise I'm not weird I promise there's nothing more depressing than the like page six or seven of a Pornhub link dude like try, try like page 20 man Man, like God, oh, at, at least we, at least we weren't that far back. But all that to say, yeah, it's it's not there anymore. Maybe I could try to re-upload it to like OnlyFans or something like that. But yeah, there um, you go. I don't know. Tapping uh, in those new markets. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know you have some solo stuff that you did recently. Yeah. Uh, that you uploaded. Do you want to plug anything there? Yeah, sure. So uh, I kind of just do it for fun. Okay. Um, if it pops, it pops. If it doesn't, I'm cool with it. I just like writing music is kind of my escape. Um, 
you can ask Squid and Jeffy. Um, Squid's probably right across the hall from me right now, but I'm sure I annoy him all hours of the day because I'm just here just making music. noise. Just making noise. Um, that's that's what I do with my days, and uh, even even when I'm not like in the most creative mood, I always try to like force myself to write something just to like break out of that block you know that i'll get sometimes and even if sometimes you don't like um the the progress that you're making or you don't like the the product that you're making it sometimes is good to just keep pushing through that writer's block because sometimes like you can spark inspiration from it or even if not like you still tested yourself you still like exercised your brain in a way you know what i mean but sometimes you'll fuck up and then the thing you the sound you made while fucking up you're like Exactly. That actually sounds kind of cool. Maybe I'll keep that. Yeah, but so I I just like writing shit in my pastime um or in my free time I should say and uh it ranges from all genres. I do like I found myself more or less enjoying writing like more pop influenced shit like Justin Bieber, Kid Leroy, that kind of stuff, Post mm-hmm. Malone. Um Love Post Malone. Yeah, he's he's probably my favorite artist. Have you seen him um, before? I still haven't, and it's unfortunate. Bums me out, too, because he came through Charlotte recently, but I couldn't make yeah. it. Yeah, a couple of my friends went to that, but I was gone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I'll sit here and write, like, the stupidest, most ignorant, heavy shit that I can, or I'll sit here and write bubblegum pop, you know? like and everything in between. And everything in between, and I have so many like songs finished, unfinished on my computer that will just never see the light of day, unfortunately, because like I have this such a bad habit of I'll start something, I'll get really stoked on it, and then I'll like get stumped. I can't power through it, and then I'll just start something. New. Just erase then, it, yeah. Just I won't erase it. It's still there. Okay. But it's just like I'll just start something new, and then I'll get stoked on that, and then I'll get stopped on that. The cycle you know continues I mean? until it's you find cycled, the one, yeah. yeah, that you keep. I'm still going back to this day to songs I wrote like three, four years ago. I'm like, this is cool. I can like rework this. And then like, you know, um, shit well, happens. But like um, on the last podcast that I did, um, uh, that'll, I guess, come out before this uh, with Madeline Keys, she has a song that she had like worked on 10 years ago. And then she was talking to like a producer friend with her and she's like, yeah, I'm kind of over this song. But then it like the producer was like, I like this one. It's like, well, yeah, it's like 10 years old. I don't really like it, but the producer heard something that she didn't. So a lot of times as the artist, you have a tendency to be like, yeah, this one's okay. And then someone else is like, they hear it and they're like, what do you mean okay, man? Like, this is like the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, you definitely get very jaded. For sure. Um, Self-criticism. It's it's yeah, that's a huge thing. And I'm like my own fucking worst critic. Same. To a fault, you know, Uh, it's it's good and bad, but I'm I hate that I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. Um, So it's. Uh, yeah. Hard to be like satisfied with with stuff. You can't just make fifty songs in a row because it has to be good. You know, it's this yeah. has got to be a, the right flow. You know, it's it's an artist thing, man, for, for sure. sure. And I mean, I was working on a song last night, and I was like fucking tossing about like, or I was fighting myself on it vocally. Like I I had all these vocals laid out and I was like, it just like, it's not mixed the way I want it to sound. Like it's, it doesn't have that like crisp pop feel, you know, like whatever, like, and then like squid walked in the room and I was like, what do you think about this? He's like, dude, this sounds fucking incredible. And like, Squid's Amazing. an audio engineer. So I'm like, I'll take, you know, I'll trust his word on it. And I was right. like, okay, yeah, you're right. So I like listened back to it. I was like, okay, you're fine. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, I, I released a song 
couple months ago now called For You. It's very pop punk. Oh, yeah, um, it, it is. Was, it's sick. Or, it was my first pop punk song that I've like ever written. And uh, Does it have like a pastel like art? Is that the one? I yeah, might be. Yeah. Yep. So the music video is like up. pink and blue. Um, it's the the cover art's pink. Oh, that's what um, it was. Okay. But um, yeah, the music video is like pink and blue pastel kind of type stuff. There um, we go. Yeah. Yep, I found it. And that's just under just Jimmy Bennett on Spotify. Under Jimmy Bennett. Yep, Jimmy Bennett on YouTube. Um, Sick. Yeah, that one's really cool, and I like the video a lot for it. I just had this random idea. It's you know, I thought, how can I make this interesting? Because it's just me, you know writing all all of it and so i was like i don't want it just to be a video of me like singing because that's rather boring so i was like how do i include you know you cut there's little edits of you cutting to playing guitar and then you singing and so on and so forth yeah and i I knew that i kind of wanted it to be like a one shot video like it was all filmed on a tripod just right in front of me there was no moving shots yeah just Um, a bunch of takes and edits and shit yeah um and brandon um who you know um he was the other guitar player in dear desolate brandon he garrison the one, brandon garrison yeah Hell he's yeah. the one that um shot the video for me um and oh he's, he's a out, fucking og dude he's so good at what he does he really is he and that he, that's a man that doesn't give himself enough credit um, yeah dude he he needs to be like he needs to be like in la like working on movies or some shit you know what i mean yeah. he's, he's no, so he good so and every time i like go to his house he's like watching these super nerdy videos on like <laughs> camera gear and shit but like that's just like you know once he's in he's all in on that kind of right. stuff so um but yeah no he he shot that and it came out really well um we added like some funny twists to it because you know as I can play bass, I can play drum, or I can play guitar, I can somewhat sing, you know, I can write music as, like, songs as a whole all day long, but I am not, like, you put me behind a drum kit, it's gonna end horribly. Yeah. I cannot, I cannot play a beat to save Good my Good luck life. clapping along, like. <laughs> right. Um, but I can program drums, so, like, that's never been an issue, but, um, I knew for the video, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna have to play drums, I can't just, like, leave that out, you know, so I was like, how do I go about this without making me look like a fucking doofus, you know, so I was like, I, I put it, I made a shirt that just says, not a drummer. That's good. And and then, so I'm, like, up there just fucking wailing, just like, hitting random shit, purposely hitting thing, like, you know, like, like the wrong like drums symbol. that I'm not, yeah, exactly, and, like, I, at one point, like, I stand up on the drum set, turn around, and I'm, like, playing the air drums and shit, like, you um, should have just got like the rock band kit and just done that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's actually a damn good idea. I wish I thought of that. I've seen um, music videos do that before. Um, yeah, but took yeah, took my but, idea. But yeah, dude, that's um, sick. Yeah, no, it was a fun one, and uh, it it did pretty well. Uh, and then yeah, like that's the most recent one that I've put out. There's a few more that I've put out, but they're they're very different. Like one. You got for you. I need you to to my brothers and home. Yeah. Um. I need you to is the first one I ever put out. It was a long time ago, and um, it's it's you know it's a product of its time to put it best. Uh, like lyrically. Lyrically, just you know, songwriting as a whole, I've definitely improved since then. Um. But you know, it's it's the first song that I ever put out on my own. So yeah, so I have there's to keep it up, a lot, know? a lot to yeah. You have you have to. Um, uh, home was the second one that I put out, and that was the first song that I released, completely produced, mixed, mastered by me. Oh, um, all of it. All of it. 
And that one, I was sad, got broken up with, so I wrote a breakup song, of course. That's ten- Canon event, man. You have yep. to. You got to write a breakup um, song. Yeah, but we ended up doing a video for that one as well. Um, I shot that with Chris. Um, and, yeah, it, like I said, they're all just for fun. Um, but I have a couple that I've been working on over the past couple of weeks. I'm I was going to ask the time that I've been home that I'm like really stoked on. That. Hell yeah. Do you, do you have uh, a plan on when you're going to put any of those out like end of the year or anything? So yeah, I have one that's ready. Um, it's mastered, it's done, it's ready to be released, but I want to do a video for it. Gotcha. Um, it's this super short, like two and a half minute long, straight up pop song. Um, and it's very like, it's very, you know, like upbeat, very just like fun. And it's just, it needs a video for it. it I can't just put it up. Like it needs a video to like, accompany it. it. Yeah. Um, and so I just have to find time where I can shoot a video for it. I have like rough ideas of, of what I want to do for it, but mm-hmm. um, it's just a matter of executing it. And, you know, I'm tomorrow I'm going up to Michigan to see my family um, for like a week or so. And then I'll, I'll I'm back here for like 10 days and then I leave for rehearsals for the next from Ashes to new tour. And then that's till Christmas. And I'm sure I'll go back up to Michigan to see my family for Christmas, you know? So it's just like, right. I'm constantly fucking moving. I'm yeah, never dude, home, you've been so busy. It's, it's I'm, hard to, I'm glad but, we yeah, could uh, nail this out today, you know? Um, cause yeah, I know no, you were, you're leaving like tomorrow. So, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so I just yeah. have one more question for you on the, on the actual podcast here, uh, just to end it. And then, uh, we can cut off the main episode, and then if you have a second, we can just, you know, say bye and everything afterwards. But uh, my last yeah. question for the actual pod interview style is, what is the best and the worst show you've ever had? <laughs> Ooh, that's tough. Um, the best show that I've ever had was probably... Uh, it's between... Orlando with From Ashes to New on the Shinedown tour. Um, that show, or we just did one recently. Um, God, I can't remember where it was for the life of me. The one that stands out the most was uh, that Orlando show, though. That was the first first show that sold out on that tour. Well, no, that's not true. But it was the biggest show that sold out on that tour um, up to that point. Um, it was at the Amway Center where it's for the Orlando Magic, the basketball team. Uh, okay, I was literally about to ask if y'all were, since it was Orlando, I was going to say, was that like a basketball arena or? Uh... Yeah. Um, wow. And I just remember like just for some reason that day that everyone just clicked. Um, the crowd was super responsive. You know, there wasn't, you know, we were we were first in the bill. So there was a lot of times we'd get there and not everyone was there. There's a lot of empty seats in the bowl, you know, that kind of thing. Of but course, like, yeah. There was not an empty seat and they were so loud. And There's people that have been felt, there since 10 a.m. probably. It felt good. And yeah, like I had, we had a bunch of family, like, and friends. My my parents actually flew, flew down for that show as well. Sick. Um, so they got to see that show. Um, and yeah, no, it was that probably was like the best show that I've had. Um, I know there's probably others, but I can't think of that right now. Um, the worst show that I had, oh boy, probably, 
I want to say it was with I Set My Friends on Fire, and it was in Nashville because we played to, like, three people. And one person, one person including the photographer. Um, so it was just super awkward. It was like, why are we even playing this show right, right now? It's just like a and, practice. And, which is super weird because that whole tour did very well. We would do, like, you know, from, like, two to three, 400 kids, you know, average a show. And then like Nashville came, we was just like, oh shit, there's no one here. Like the show and just wasn't so, like, it was, promoted very well. Yeah, I don't know what happened with it, but it just, no, yeah, I don't know. Um, so that was probably the worst show that I've played. It was just, you know, morale from a morale style standpoint. Right. Yeah. I, um, I played a show one time to five people and like my sister was like one of the people that came to the show and it was like mm-hmm. the week after we played that Blue Ridge show. So that was a good, like humbling experience of like, nah, you're still a human being, you know, don't get your fucking ego too. But, uh, we were playing and we were like, damn, I guess the show wasn't promoted really well. And then somebody was like, oh yeah. And like between the buried and me is playing like two miles up the road. And I'm like, oh yeah, duh, that'll do it. That'll do it. Yep. Like they're, they're going to take away like the whole crowd and everything. Um, yeah, but dude, yeah, thanks for, thanks for coming on, man. This is probably the, the most I've gotten to actually talk with you one-on-one. So I really appreciate you, you know, taking, taking time for this and, you know, sharing of stories course. and everything. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me. Was there anything else you want to plug? Do you want to plug that uh, upcoming tour with from ashes to new? What, like, who's it with and anything like that? Yeah, sure. So we're, um, we're leaving for tour. The first show is. November 21st uh, through December 17th. Um, it is with, it is from Ashes to New, it's our headliner. Um, and then we're doing, or I'm sorry, there's The Word Alive is direct support, uh, Catch Your Breath, and uh, there's a rapper dude named Echo. Um, it's mainly, mainly like North, Northeast stuff. Like we're hitting some Midwest, um, but it's, it's a short tour. But yeah, um, we're leaving for that in a couple weeks um you can find tickets at from ashes to new.com don't get them from anywhere else don't buy them from the bots in the comments yeah um but yeah that's what we have lined up and then we're doing ship rocked in january i think oh, is when nice. that is, which i'm super stoked for because i i've never been on a cruise before so i think this would be super fun yeah that'll be first, i mean yeah. and best excuse to be on a cruise too like you're playing metal music the whole time yep being yeah, around it be and everything a, It'll be a good time, and then um, we're doing a part two. Uh, sorry, a part two of this tour um, later. I think early next year, but nothing is locked in. There's nothing solidified yet, but there will be a part two. Hell yeah! In the near future, that'd be dope, man. Yeah, y'all are y'all are doing it. I know from Ashes to New, the the band has been around for you know over a decade, and then here within the last year or two is really like, you know, they've been slow kind of crawling, but now within the last year or two, it's like nah bitch like we're a mainstream act like here we go you know we're getting to that next level so it's really yeah, cool no, and inspiring cool. to see man it is cool to see and you know i'm just very grateful that i got in at the time that i did you know and i told them from the jump like i wanted to be there to help them grow i wanted to grow with them and so it's uh yeah it's good timing and their new album that came out is fucking incredible and it seems to be doing very well so this uh, this tour will be a good uh, test to see you know where that trajectory is going. So I'm For excited sure, and looking forward to it. It's awesome that you just been in the right place at the right time with all these opportunities the last uh, yeah. the last few years. So that's dope, yeah, man. Been well, very uh, fortunate. 
Well, thanks for coming on again. Um, this is going to be, I think, episode nine of the podcast by the time it comes out. Um, but yeah, right. Jimmy Bennett from Ashes to New. I set my friends on fire. Solo stuff. You know, he's a he's a good looking boy. Come on, what can we say? What can we say? Sounds great. <laughs> looks good. But yeah, dude, thanks for coming on. And um, I'll end it here. I'll say bye to you properly, and then I'll let you get going.